0: After three weeks, there are still a lot of concerns with big-name players. Are we pressing the panic button on them yet, though? Lock on in as Matt and I answer that question and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy
1: Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. Here, as always, the birthday boy is back. My co-host, partner in crime, Matthew Arne.
1: Yo, yo, thanks for uh, taking care of that yesterday for me. (laughs) Of course, brother, anything for
0: you. Uh, As always, you can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Spotify or Apple that allows five-star ratings and reviews, if you could do that for us, it goes a long way to help the outreach of the podcast, and we truly, truly would appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, you just hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And also, once again, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. On today's episode, Matt and I are firing up the old worryometer. And we're talking about, you know, just some big name players that have been struggling a lot. And we're letting you know after three weeks, is it time to press the panic button on these guys yet? Got a great list of names here for you guys. So lock on in for the whole episode. And Matt, who do we got up first today, brother?
1: Oh, we got somebody I did not expect to be worried about him in this sense, and that's Mister Byron Buxton. Um, you know, right now I figured we'd be talking injuries. I figured we'd be talking, oh, my flanges, but unfortunately, um, he's just he's just sucking. Um, and it's very out of character. In all honesty, like usually, what it is is Byron Buxton when healthy, he's like one of the best players on the field, and uh, in, in all of baseball, honestly. And I'm just a little blown away. On the season, he's got 13 runs, three home runs, eight ribs, batting 231. Like, I mean, granted, the batting average wasn't great last year. But, I mean, I, I think if he played a full season, he'd probably be about a 250 hitter. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dom. Like, I think he has that in him.
0: Yeah, he does. He's a career 243 hitter, so you're on par.
1: Right. And, I mean, I, the stolen bases are – I mean, I'm not really surprised they're not there. But, like, the bombs and the ribbies, like, I'm, I'm – I'm just blown away, especially with the way his team is playing too. Like you would figure he at least get, get some runs in, but he's just not putting the bat to the ball. And that's actually got me really worried about Byron Buxton in that manner. So what I would probably have Byron Buxton as probably like a good old five where like, Hey, I'm a little hesitant. So like, I don't know, even know if I'd say he's a buy low because one, I just, he's one of those people I'd probably trade away. Um, So if anything, what I would do is right now, if I'm a Byron Buxton holder, I'm doing one of two things. I'm either selling and I'm including him in a package for a better player and or I'm holding and I'm just going to, you know, sit there and just see what I could do and maybe not play him right now. But I'm definitely nervous.
0: Yeah, Matt, you broke that down very, very well. I'm, I'm on the same page with Bucks and I'd probably give him a five as well. The thing is, is he hit 28 home runs in 92 games last year. So if he played a full season last year, I think Buxton would have hit 35, 40 home runs. So maybe maybe the power comes back because he hit 224 last year, 231 this year. I think maybe he's swinging for the fences because before that, it was 306, 254, 262. So he had three years of pretty decent batting average. Once again, you, you broke him down pretty well. I'm just going to throw out. Over the last seven days, Byron Buxton is three runs, a home run, three RBIs, no steals hitting 217. So, um, man, once again, I'm, I'm not buying low on him because he can get hurt in an instant and he could miss the rest of the season. He has a history, a track record of doing that. Uh, him and uh, Alberto Mondesi have their own uh, wings in the hospitals, as we like to say. So, once again, with Buxton, not really uh, too much actionable you could do here. If you could sell him, sell him. If not... Guess you kind of got to stand uh, pat and just hope that the hope that the power shows back up. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to our next guy here, and that is uh one of the young guns—no pun intended—Gunner Henderson. And oh man, I I did not foresee this coming with a uh, young gunner. And you know uh, the Orioles have been actually playing uh, pretty well. So not sure exactly what's going on here. On the season, Gunner has 13 runs, one home run, only three RBIs, one steal, a 183 batting average. Damn, man, you know, he's been great. His minor league career last year, he came up and he played pretty well. It's just the last week, especially one run, no home runs, one RBI, no steals, batting 200 for Gunner. It's tough, man. Let's just say that, you know, uh, you know, Last year when Julio and Bobby Wick came up, they had combined for zero home runs through the first month. So let's give Gunner a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I will say I'm probably at a four and a half though on the on the worryometer here for Gunnar Henderson because last year in his small little sample size, he was actually pretty decent in 34 games last year. Gunner had 116 at bats, 12 runs, seven doubles, a triple, four home runs, 18 RBIs, a stolen base, and he hit 259. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what's wrong with him at the moment. He doesn't look broken, but man, just tough, 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 tough start for Gunnar Henderson.
1: Yeah. Um. You know what? It, this is this is going to be a curious case right now with Gunnar Henderson. I really figured he would translate, but, you know, the indicators that he may have had a, a slow start or even a bad first season is just based off of how he performed the spring, which wasn't too great either. Um. You know, when I when I started going through things, he kind of fell down my rankings just based off of the fact that his spring wasn't as pretty as I thought it would be. Wasn't no Jordan Walkers, um, you know, and I'm just a little a little scared for him. I'm about a six on him, I might say. But, you know, that's enough about Gunnar. Domi did a great job. Um, Let's move on to Mr. Jazz Chisholm. Somebody else we are uh, a little concerned here. I'm, I'm about like a three, maybe four on him, though. Um. He may be a slow starter or something like that because he just hit a bomb tonight, I might add. So he's still on bases. He's got seven stolen bases on the season. He's got seven runs, three bombs, well, four bombs now, and you know, nine ribs. But the batting average is low. I mean, it's not like he's gonna like blow you away in the batting average category. He's two fifty-four, maybe two sixty if you're lucky. Um, I mean, the upside could be there at two seventy, but he just hasn't done that before. So Right now, I'm a little concerned about Jazz, but it's not like I'm going out there and I'm like, how do I put this? Like, I'm I'm going to trade him away or anything sort of. And he may be a player I might try and buy low on just based off of the fact that one second base really isn't that pretty. To just, you know, Jazz, I feel like Jazz will bounce back. But, like, I'm I'm still like a three, maybe four, just hesitant on maybe, like, if things take the worst. And he's another one, like Buxton. We're like, he isn't a flanges guy, but Jazz has it has a little bit of a flanges history where I'm just a little bit more on the um, concerned side. Well, like, hey, he's starting off slow, and what if he gets hurt? And then, boom, I'm missing him for a couple months. So I just, you know, a little hesitant on Jazz Chisholm right now.
0: Yeah, Matt, I'm I'm with you there on Jazz. I, It's tough to say. I'm not worried about him doing what, you know, he he does in terms of the power and the steals right it was just that he was so highly touted coming into you know this season after last year he you know had the the stress fracture in his lower back that caused him to miss you know what like 60 percent of the season so i don't know if that's flaring up on him He he's the steals department he's getting it done you know he's got like seven uh Seven steals on the season. But as Matt mentioned, that batting average is just really bad at 207. The past seven days, not including today, Jazz has one run, one home run, three RBIs, three steals, batting 130. He's a career 239 hitter. So at this point, I'm not expecting anything more than 240, maybe 250. But in the terms of power and speed, he could still go 25 bombs with Let's say 35 steals, which are still going to help you in, you know, fantasy. Just that where he was drafted was so high this year. I think he was going like the third round, fourth round, which it, it might not pay off if he only hits two, two ten, two twenty. You know, the steals and the bombs will be nice, but he's not gonna really help you too much in the runs or the RBIs because that Miami team is not very good. Not really anybody to drive him in or for him to drive in. So, we might be in for a little bit of a disappointing Jazz Chisholm se- season here. Um, you know, don't don't hold me to that because I still like the kid and I think he's got upside. It's just that I want to see some progression at 25 years old from the kid after you know having two injury-plagued seasons and you know uh, so a lot of so much promise that that's why I'm, h- I'm holding him kind of high. But real quick, guys. Our new sponsor, SoRare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners. With officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams, it's unlike any other baseball platform. SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost at all to play. SoRare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors, and guys, I say it every time, they couldn't have gotten two better ambassadors between Julio and Juan Soto. Both are featured in so Rare's current brand campaign and will engage with the so Rare community throughout the season at MLB events. Head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S O R A R E dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Also, guys, here at locked on, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel America's number one sports book. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bucks back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager on everything from home runs to strikeouts. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball also guys we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making locked on fantasy baseball your first listen each and every day be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where matt and i you know get into things as usual Oof. but matt i think that's enough talking there for me uh why don't you grab this next guy brother
1: got you okay here's one that i'm gonna get mad at guys so just you know be sure to be sure to just you know <laughs> my my temper here and that's Mr. Jordan Walker. So, here's the thing though. This is what blows my mind. Um Jordan Walker has no there's no explanation why he's not playing other than there there's just too many players to play out in the outfield right now. With the return of the new um and you know apparently this other dude, what's his name again, Dom? I don't want to butcher it.
0: Alec Alec Burleson.
1: Yeah, Burleson. Burleson, who is not good, who's hitting like 250, is just playing over Jordan Walker for the last two nights, which really is getting me frustrated. Because Jordan Walker on the season is hitting 274. He has eight runs, two bombs, 11 rubies, two stolen bases. He started off the season hot as hell. When everybody knows, he didn't miss. He, he went like, what was it, like 12 games in a row? A hit streak before he finally stopped? So, like, yes, I, I just, I'm blown away. Like, what, he has one bad week, right? So, last week he had he batted a, he batted a little under 200 whoop do how many mlb players have a little cold week i'm sorry it's just it happens you only have to hit the ball 30% of the time which is 300 to be really good at this game and that's like being really good hitter guys that hit 250 or 25% of the time so like why are we playing with a young kid you know who's hot and developing still and messing with his first shot at the bigs, it just makes no sense to me, and it really is bothering me because, I mean, you're going to you're gonna damper on his progression and how fast he can become an all-star. So, yes, I actually am worried. If this continues again, if, they, if he's not playing tomorrow and this kid Burleson is playing, or if they move in Dylan Carlson, I'm going to be really scared. Like, I'm not even going to front. Like, I mean, in Dynasty League, he's a stronghold because ultimately yeah. he's yes. going to be – He's going to he's going to be your value like there's no question about it but in a redraft re- league I might want to move him. I might want to say hey like you know maybe get him off my team sell the upside. Hopefully they're not paying attention like you are that he hasn't played in the last 3 days. And you can kind of move him off for something good because you probably could package him and something small and get a big a big name player. Ah, it's just this this is really really upsetting for me cuz I mean Jordan Walker Uh, has all you have said in the world. And I'm just, I'm about like a five or a six right now.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I was going to, I was going to throw out a six here for Jordan Walker. And the thing is, it's not so much about his talent. It's about the playing time with Jordan Walker, the last seven games he sat down four, including today. And then, you know, he, he uh, going back to April 14th, it was like uh, he sat five out of the last 11. And, you know, the performance hasn't been, really bad, you know, for him, but getting inconsistent playing time, it's it's tough. I was talking about this um, you know, yesterday on the pod when, you know, you're waking up every day, you don't know if you're gonna be in the lineup. It's hard to lock in. It's hard to just stay in that locked in form. The guy, you know, as Matt said, the first 12 games he played Gets a hit in every single one of them because he didn't have to worry about going out there and playing. Now, over the past uh, two weeks, not including today, well, he's not playing today, so I guess it does include today. Jordan Walker had six runs, no bombs, three RBIs, one steal. He's batting 200 with the OPS of 472, which is just not very Jordan Walker-like. You know, he, he killed it down in the minors last year, and, you know, the numbers on this year total look pretty solid. So what's the deal Cardinals? I mean, they're struggling as a team right now, you know, when last year they had, a, you know, a pretty strong year. I think just something something switched with the Cardinals from last year to this year. Not sure what it is, but you know, it's getting really scary for Jordan Walker in redraft, you know, right now honestly, I might look to just sell and see what you can get while the numbers still look good. I wouldn't be shocked if it winds up they send him down just to get him everyday playing time. Cause why have a kid like this that's 21 years old, one of the best talents, young talents in the league, 20. sitting on the bench? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's 21. He's 21.
1: Right? Yeah. Uh, no. That's, well, that's no. Horse. Oh, let me double check that. Yeah. No, I
0: think you're right. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah. 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 May May 22nd. So his birthday's coming. Still so 20 years old. 20 years old, like the kid, just why? Why are they doing this? makes no sense. Matt, I'll be honest with you, I'm just about almost as fired up as you about this Jordan Walker BS. Uh, The kid needs to be out there playing. So uh, uh Cardinals, make this happen. Make this happen. But let's move on. Let's move on here. You know, enough of the Jordan Walker drama. Let's talk about Jose Abreu. Man, I mean, uh, somebody that we had high hopes for this year with those Crawford boxes. I mean, the guy doesn't have a home run yet which is kind of shocking in the sense of, you know, Jose Breyer's normally a power guy. I know he's getting a little older at, you know, uh, 36 years old. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, he did only hit 15 home runs last year, but it was 30 the year before. 19 and 60 games in the short season uh, of 2020. The guy has the power in his bat. Just where has it gone on the year? uh, Jose Abreu's played 23 games, 96 at-bats, six runs, uh, three doubles, no bombs, as I mentioned, 10 RBIs. And, you know, he's hitting 250. Also, something that's that's sticking out to me here is four walks to 24 strikeouts. Jose Abreu is normally a very, very disciplined hitter. Like last year, he went 62 walks to 110 strikeouts, which is actually pretty good. The plate discipline looks bad. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably at about a six six year on Jose Abreu as well. The outlook on him is not not very shiny for somebody that's 36 years old.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, we're probably looking at another hope what we're maybe feeling like it's a um the other shoe may drop, but here's the thing. Um, you know, uh, how do I put this? So Abreu is in this weird category where he's on a new team, and that's one of my major rules. Um where you know, new team, you're gonna see stats drop just a tad, and you know, maybe it's gonna take Abreu a little bit of time to catch up. So Right now, I mean, first base is pretty putrid, so you're pretty much stuck with him. I am at a five with him, I won't lie, but, you know, right... What is that? Okay, sorry is about that. Typing? Uh, no, I had some audio. Um, <laughs> I had music playing in my ears. Anyway, I just feel like Abreu is just... It has this maybe a second-half breakout, if at all. So just hang on to him and go for it. I mean, if you don't have a first baseman, maybe you can trade trade for him and just call it a day. You know, buy a low because he's going to be better than most first basemen this so far. A lot of people are starting off slow. We'll see how it plays out. But before we move on and talk about the rest of our wonderful names and all pitchers coming up, I gotta talk to you about somebody. I'm really excited about our new partner, uh, the mobile app Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dream of becoming a MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise? Well, your dream has come true. Manage all strategic aspects of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to victory. Hiring the right coaches, staffs, managing finances, scouting and drafting players, managing different uh, personalities, navigating your franchise through the free agency and all the wonderful ups and downs of the season. Man, this app is so much fun. And I've been absolutely hooked. I mean, me and Dom talk smack all week playing this game. You know, who's got the better franchise? You know, this is a little bit more, too, because, like, we kind of, like, really talk to smack because it's – I can go through all season about a week on, like, fantasy baseball. And we only play each other about once a week. This is every single day I could, I could talk about how I'm, a, how I'm a better GM than he is. So, here's the thing, too, guys. So, if you go and you find this app on the App Store or you go to Ultimate Baseball uh, Pro GM.com and – you, you know, you go and download the app, you get our fans, our listeners get a 100% bonus to their finances. If you use the code locked on in the store. So, you know, make sure you go to uh baseball pro or look it up in the app store and start your dynasty today. All right. Sorry. I went completely off script, but I liked it better. Um, <laughs> uh, and I didn't throw up the banner, so we're doing good today. Sorry guys. Um, just so everybody has it. <laughs> boop there you go anyway all right let's move on to our next guy here um mr chris sale um this one is ugly um you know we we all didn't draft him high we didn't have to pay a high price but we figured okay maybe we'll be able to um sneak him in and maybe he'll be an all-star no bounce back to the good old chris sale that from from the heyday of a couple years ago but unfortunately it doesn't look that way so right now in the season he has an eight two two ERA. Uh last week he had a four nine one ERA. The last two weeks a six six zero ERA. The whip is high too. It's at a one seven four. He only has 30 Ks on 29, uh 23 innings. That part is still there for him. So he's probably having some control issues. Um, I know he dealt with uh, obviously TJ. He's had uh shoulder issues. I mean, he's just been so banged up. I mean. Alberto Montesi, I think, and him have been hanging out a little bit too much, especially now that they're on the same team. They're like, hey, you know, let's share wheelchair access this week. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, maybe he's hurt. Maybe it's just a control thing working his way back. I'm about a 6, maybe a 7. Um, I don't know where we stand with Chris Sale. The only encouraging side that kind of doesn't put me at a 9 is the fact that the strikeouts are there. And if he can reel in that control, then maybe he turns back to, like, a, a Chris Sale light. And, you know, hopefully – We start seeing that soon because otherwise, I mean, he's an outright drop in the next week or so if he has another bad outing.
0: All right. So so I might sound crazy right now, but I think I have some some statistics and stuff to back me up here. I'm at a three right now with Chris Sale. Thing is, is he's played Baltimore twice. And from – I was doing a little research, doing a little reading. Apparently, I think he's been tipping pitches and Baltimore has gotten a hold of this. So he had two. He started in his first game against Baltimore in three innings, uh, six strikeouts, gave up a bunch of runs, three whip. Uh, yesterday against Baltimore, five innings, no strikeouts, gave up you know what was it five runs and had a two whip. So you know, and then before that against Minnesota, six innings, eleven Ks, one run, 0 three whip. Tampa Bay is one of the best team in baseball, so I'm not gonna you know count that against him. He had a bad outing against them as well. Still had the six strikeouts in four innings, and then Detroit. A decent start. I think it was three runs, five innings, seven Ks, uh, one four whip. Now, let's not forget Chris Sale, you know, as I mentioned with the TJ and all these other things, he's pitched less than 50 innings, uh, you know, over the last two years, not including this season so far. Uh, you know, it takes a while to get back that control, get back to that form. If he didn't have that big 11 strikeout game against the Twins uh, last week, then I'd probably be a lot higher on this, but he showed it still there. If he's tipping pitches, you know, that's something he needs to figure out, sit down with the staff and say, Hey, listen, what do I got to do to, you know, eliminate that aspect of my, um, you know, my game and just, you know, see where it goes from there. Not too worried about Chris sale yet, but we'll see where it goes from here, but let's move on to our next guy. And that's Nick Lodolo. Now Lodolo is somebody else a little bit lower on than the consensus coming into the year. You know, he is, Known to have some of these big blow-up games, and man, the last you know, two have been absolutely horrible for him. Uh, you know, against uh the Texas Rangers yesterday, he um gave up six runs, nine hits, two walks, uh six strikeouts, four innings. Then against Tampa Bay, you know, we gave up a bunch of runs, two, seven, nine whip, four innings, four K's on the season. Lodolo six, three, one ERA, one eight, seven whip, twenty-five innings, thirty-seven K's is nice. But um, it's just been a real tough going. If I had to throw out a number, probably like a five here for Lodolo. You know, it's a tough home park to pitch in. He's not going to win a lot of games on that Cincinnati Reds team. I'm just not super, super high on Nick Lodolo, honestly, at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the deal, right? He pitched at home, and quite honestly, that's where he had his blow-up games, right? I mean, this is just what you're going to deal with all season with him. He's not going to get blown up every time. But he still is a really good pitcher. So, like, here's the thing, though: if he's not at home, he's almost matchup proof because what he did against Philly in uh, in in the first week of baseball, twelve Ks, no earned runs, and a .71 WHIP. And then Pitt—I mean, it's Pitt—but still, he had the win nine Ks, three point six ERA, and a one eight zero WHIP. That's a little high, but I mean, he has the he has the op like the talent to pretty much like light. Light your whole week up on fire in the K's department and keep the ERA low if he's not playing at home, which is really nice. Now, oh, and I just want to pull up his splits from last year too, of home and away. So, like he made he was just
0: actually be, better away last
1: year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm looking. at He had a two That's five a three ERA. Long. Yeah, he had a two five three ERA away and a four ERA. Right. That's oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm reading the wrong stats. I apologize. Um. Yeah. God, I hate baseball reference. I can't even lie. I him. just
0: know I know for a fact that he was a lot better
1: oh, um a lot better
0: at home, actually. Yeah, he was a lot better at home than on the road mm-hmm. last year.
1: Yeah, he had a 285 ERA versus a 5'11. So I mean, yeah, it's odd that it's now flipping, but maybe he fix figures it out. Maybe like, you know, he's just trying to strike out everybody under the sun, which a young pitcher, like you know, Blake Snell had those issues. And when I'm seeing a 279 whip and a two seven five whip that means he's just having a little bit of trouble placing the ball um you know he was somebody going into the season i was pretty high on so like i'm not going i'm not out on him i am about a 4 right now um if he has another bad start you know maybe a 5 honestly you could probably go out and trade low buy low on him for like almost nothing probably like a waiver wire player right now for him and see if you could take a chance on him if you have him i don't blame you if you want to get rid of him but do not drop him He's a hold and then play the matchup. Yeah, because I mean, there is indicators that he's going to go up from here. So just, you know, be patient and let's see what happens. All right, but let's move on here. Let's talk about Lance Lynn. Um, This is his second appearance on the um, Wario Meter Wednesday show, and with good reason. Um, He got lit up again. He's had three bad appearances. Well, pretty much four. So, Against Toronto at, at Toronto seven 7-2, two uh seven two zero ERA against Philly at home eight four four ERA uh, against Minnesota four five zero ERA and against San Francisco a sixteen point six two ERA the WHIP isn't great either one six two four four two seven seven this is just vomit sauce I don't like it um i am about an eight on lance lynn this is where i'm at right now so here's one of the here's one of these guys where hey maybe you can flip him for something um throw him in and trade and see if you can pull out somebody else somebody that's coming back from injury like severino or you know tristan mckenzie if they're hurt because they have longer times around i don't know if people are actually going to go for it maybe kind of catch him in something else and see if you can kind of sneak it out from under him, especially if they have a hurt pitching staff like I do. I have Tristan McKenzie and Severino, and I start off the year with Kyle Wright, and, you know, my pitching may be hurting. You may be able to take advantage. Like, look, Lance Lynn just had a couple of rough starts, played a lot of good teams, He's going to turn it around. You know, really try and talk him up and really give him a good old sloppy and, um, you know, say, hey, man, like, you know, Lance Lynn is going to bounce back. Let me get this guy off who's just eating up your IL spot. and Let me help you out here. So, you know, Lance Lynn, about an eight. Try and get rid of him, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, Matt, great analysis there on
0: Lynn. I, I, we've been in sync today. I didn't even – we didn't even talk about where we're going to have these guys. I'm an eight on him as well, Lance Lynn. Guy's 36 years old. I, I think it might be time that he just throws in the towel. You know, this he, he had the injury at the beginning of last year. was great at the end of last year, so I don't know what changed. You know, I mean – Guys, it's just, I think it's almost time that, you know, Lance Lynn is about done. Who does he get next time out? Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not starting him against Tampa Bay. He's probably going to get lit up again. You know, if there's another two, three weeks of this, he might be a drop candidate. Uh, we'll keep you posted on Lance Lynn. He'll probably make another appearance on uh, where we are on Wednesday at some point. But let's go on to our last name. And that is uh, another young buck. Actually, another top pros- former top prospect of uh, Baltimore Orioles. It's Grayson Rodriguez. And with G-Rod, it's it's weird because, you know, we all thought he was going to make the opening day roster. He didn't make the opening day roster. And, you know, they had him down in the minors for a little bit. And, you know, they finally said, all right, let's get him up here. Let's see how it goes. And it's been a bit of a tough go for him here in the bigs. Uh, So far, Grayson has 19 innings, 25 strikeouts, 5-1-2 ERA, and a 1-6-0 whip. He was actually, you know, encouraging in his last start. It was against Detroit, though. Five innings, six Ks, no earned, and the one six whip is still super high. Before that, he got lit up by the White Sox. He got destroyed by the Oakland Athletics, who aren't really destroying that many pitchers right now. He does get Detroit again on the twenty eighth, so there might be brighter days ahead. Right now, I'd give Grayson a four. I'm not super worried about a young pitcher trying to adjust to the big leagues at you know um, twenty three years old. There's still a lot of upside for Grayson. Probably a buy low candidate at the moment out some buy low offers. Hey, if you could trade Lance Lynn for Grayson Rodriguez, go for it by all means. And I think that's uh, something you should definitely look into. I'm still a big uh, G rod fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Grayson, we all got to, you know, stop. Like, I guess a lot of people probably overreacting to um, how he's performing. And I I can understand why, because he's highly touted prospect coming up for the first time. Um, And I mean, how do I put this? Um, sorry about this. So, essentially, what I'm I'm getting at is, I think he's like a, like Dom said, he's gonna be um he's a great buy low candidate. I apologize, guys. I'm also trying to pull up something, but I mean, hey, we we still got to remember that this kid is first time seeing real talent here outside of spring training, which really don't count. So. You know, I'm just—I'm not too concerned here. I'm really—I'm trying to compare him to Logan Gilbert right now. This is who I was pulling up. So Logan Gilbert, when he first got called up to the bigs, right, he had a 5.94 ERA in the month of May. That was through two starts and 16 innings pitched. In June he figured it out. He had a 2.79 ERA. In July he had a 3.76. Got lit up in August in three starts, but then brought it back down to a 2.7. So this is kind of where we might be able to see is like, hey, like, listen, he's adjusting. We just got to be patient. And maybe all he needs is a nice couple starts under his belt to get a little confidence, right? So like, hey, this Detroit this Detroit thing could be a nice little fluffer before the breakout. So like Dom said, this is probably the right time to go and buy low on Grayson Rodriguez and see what happens. Because I I, th- I think this is just a matter of a little bit of the yips and a little bit of the, the, the adjusting to the talent. Because Grayson Rodriguez definitely got it. He's a stellar pitcher and a great talent all right Dom, take this bad boy away yeah guys so
0: that is going to be all for us today please be sure to like subscribe comment rate and review if you already haven't also check out our website has a lot of good information about us access to all of our episodes and also you know matt and i i promise you guys at some point we will get to you uh writing those columns for you guys where we'll have a lot more of a deeper breakdown on a lot of things we talk about here on the show Also, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. That goes for our everydayers and new listeners uh, as well. We love all you guys, appreciate the support, and, uh, you know, it's been a great year for us so far. Thanks to you guys, our fans. And also, please be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where, you know, Matt and I do our usual routine here on Locked On Fantasy Baseball and provide you guys with some of the best fantasy baseball, you know, um, podcasting in in the industry as far as I'm concerned. And uh, until then, guys, see you tomorrow.
1: Peace.